You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Pacers fans, happy Wednesday. Hope you're enjoying Locked On Pacers being back to five days a week. Uh, As always, I'm one of the hosts of the show, Tony East, and we're going to get back to the player previews today talking about some no-name, Victor Oladipo. And to do that with me on the other line, I know I can say his name now. Derek is here, Mr. iPacers blog himself. How are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Here to talk about that uh, no-name guy. (laughs) Well, I I was going to change that segue because me and you were the only people who ever tweet about like Ben Moore and Omari Johnson and stuff and be like, oh, the only person who cares about the crappy roster players like Vic. (laughs) That would be pretty fair. It didn't, it didn't land well. Uh, yes, it is funny that the person I talk about the end of the roster guys the most with is here to talk about Vic. But uh, it's time to preview Victor Oladipo season because they play a preseason game tomorrow. We get to see him back on the court for the first time finally after last year's magical everything. And I, I want you to try to pick one word to try to encapsulate uh, his season last year. Okay, so one word for his season last year. Yes. Uh surprising <laughs> yes is my one word i was not expecting anything like that no you know i didn't either and what i thought um i was thinking about this pretty recently i wouldn't even know what if this is surprising or not but like i remember me and adam were doing shows last summer talking about like miles turner being the number one option and like him shooting 20 times a game yep. and then i was looking at his stats and i was like oh he only shot whatever times again not even close to 20 i was like what happened and then i was like oh yeah vic was amazing and shot a bajillion times and like i even forget about it like a year later it's that's crazy, how surprising yeah. it was yeah like miles we expected that big jump and then he actually took less shots <laughs> <laughs> Which was a good thing because all of a sudden there's an all-star in Indiana. But I, right. you know what? It's hard to like find the perfect lead for Oladipo things for me because I feel like everything's been said. It's true. Yeah, he's the one guy that everybody talks about. Right, right. What and else can you say about Victor that hasn't Yeah, hasn't already been discussed? Well, we can talk about this to start. Uh, the All the top 100 ranks came out this month, like the ESPN rank and SI rank and stuff like that. Um, ESPN had him 20 and SI had him 15 or is that backwards? S that's backwards. SI had him 20, ESPN had him 15. Which one did you think was closer? Uh, I mean, he's an all NBA guy. I think even with injuries considered, I think he's a legit all NBA guy. So I think top 15 should be a thing. Me and Adam guessed he's going to be 18. So I want to say 20 is closer, but I also, you know, it's hard to say with injuries. I still think he's all NBA also. Um, but we're previewing next year. We, we talk about last year all we want. Um, and there's a bajillion articles about articles, quotes, whatever you want to call it. Who was the first guy to say this? Um, I need to, I should have done more research beforehand about this. Um, I saw, I think Keith Smith was the first guy I saw tweet it that like he was talking to players and coaches about Vic or about, about, uh, players that I think are going to improve this year. And people saying that like, they've been seeing Vic work crazy hard and he could even improve to another gear. And that almost seems impossible. Yeah, that's insane, especially like going to another gear, like imagining Victor Oladipo in a gear that's more than last year. That Yeah, that's hard to imagine. But yeah, a lot of people have said, I think it was either Scott Agnes or Keith Smith. One, I don't remember which one said it first, but one of those guys. Yeah, Scott had it early too. And, uh, and Ben Gibson tried to write about like, like, what does an MVP season look like for him? And it's hard to like envision a scenario where he even is better. 
because but without like just dominating the team's usage or like becoming a different kind of player, like, like I can't imagine a scenario unless he somehow shoots like 95% from the free throw line where he like dramatically increases any of his stats without substantially changing his play style. Yeah, I definitely think there is like, it's not likely by any means, but I think there is like an MVP scenario. Go on. It has to happen early. <laughs> I think that's the biggest thing. The He has to be like on fire from game one, like with like the crazy, he just goes on a hot streak and averages like 30 points to start the season. The Pacers have, have to have like even more surprising team success than last year. And he's got to get some media narrative going with it early on. Yeah, I remember like like uh, Kyrie had MVP stuff up mm-hmm. to like December last year because he kind of did that. If he didn't get hurt, he probably could have finished top five. But yeah, that's true. I think that that probably is the recipe is if it starts like that. You know what? This is this is a random tangent that that will end up relating to what you just said. I remember when Jeff Teague, uh, his first ten games here were just so awful. And everyone thought the entire time he was playing that season that he was terrible, but he was actually really good the other 72 games. But everyone was like, oh, he's he's doing terrible this year, right? It's like, no, those first 10 games were the anomaly. Like, those first 10 games really leave an impression on other people. So Yeah, it's so hard to erase those from your memory because those count those all those counting stats, when you see those stats, it's so hard to make up for the, the slow start. Right, right, right. And well, CJ Miles was on when he first was – his first like month or two, he couldn't hit a shot forever. And it took months for people to like realize that he was actually a good shooter just because he started on a cold streak. Yeah, like Sabonis last year, every first three games he didn't miss or something like that. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, shooting like 68% for the first month or two. <laughs> yes, that would – I think you're right about that. That actually makes sense too because Ben's point was like, like his defense cannot get better, you know. Well, okay, like – Technically, yes, like it could get better, but like accolades wise, his defense cannot get better besides getting defensive player of the year. And that's really hard because defensive stats kind of catered to centers anyway. So to have better defensive stats, like defensive impact stats in those guys, you have to be just insane. And like he already led the league in steals, was clearly one of the top two, three defensive guards. Um, Definitely top one in terms of doing it over as many games as he did. So like finding another gear for him on D. That, that gets him to defensive player of the year, which would get him close to an MVP in theory, is like without sacrificing his offense also seems impossible. Like, I don't even know how that would happen. Yeah, I think the biggest thing then, because I think you could make an argument, it wouldn't be a, a great one, that he could have been an NBA M, or M, MVP candidate last year. I mean, when you look at the oh, really? team when they did not have him. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they weren't just bad, they were losing to bad teams. The game, a lot, most of those games weren't even close, if I remember correctly. There were a few, but like they just looked completely lost. I think, like the biggest thing, I think it's just a narrative aspect with the with the media. Just like certain guys, just just like builds and it builds and it builds with certain players, and a lot of those guys, they obviously deserve it. But uh, team success could push Vic into that conversation if he has a the same season even, but the team is even better. That could right. put him into that conversation. Well, yeah. And the opposite effect happens to a lot of guys like they're like Steph and KD can't win anymore because their teams are so propped up by each other. And they're like, it's hard to mm-hmm. determine their value on the team. But like Vic is so obviously the alpha dog that that helps him a lot. 
Yep. Um, like like Harden last year, I wonder if CP3 was healthy the whole year if he wouldn't have won. But uh, I still I still think he would have. But you know, it, it it does hurt his case a little bit. But yeah, I think that 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 you're definitely right that him being the bona fide alpha on this team is going to help. And I, you know, if they do get two more wins to fifty, I think, man, I wish I remembered the year it was something crazy before russ won the triple double mvp where like every mvp since like the 1980s their team won 50 games or something like that oh, that, that's inter- that is interesting i'd have to look it up but it, it, it was like something to like where a lockout broke at the streak or something oh yeah it yeah, was crazy that was like 99 yeah it was wild so yeah i mean team successfully a big part of it you could have that factor too but yeah you know and a lot of it's counting stats like you can do a simple regression it'll you know it might take getting to 25 points a game somehow which is making one more shot but it's certainly possible which is just crazy yeah i wouldn't be surprised if his offensive numbers actually go down just because tyreek evans should take some of the playmaking load from him good we're talking about next year now instead of being anecdotal i like this um i agree with that uh, a lot um, I think his, I actually think his shot attempts will stay relatively the same. Um, just in general, I feel like fads just not going to shoot the ball this year. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, when he shares with Tyreek, I think he shoots less because he doesn't have to shoot as much to like take the game over. But like, I think we saw last year I, and they, you know, they didn't figure it out right away, but halfway through the year, they figured out at the end of the game, like Vic's going to shoot every possession. Like I still, I still think he's going to get 18 shots a game just because, you know, every time they're in a clutch situation, he's shooting the ball. But yes, I think his passing numbers are going to look substantially better. You stole my later thunder on that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I definitely agree. It'll be. I think it'll be interesting to see how uh, Tyreek and Oladipo play together. That's. Pro- I'm, I'm. I'm doing my pre. My preseason primer right now, and and one of my lineup things is like we have to watch this because this this like as much as we want this season to be about Turner Sabonis, like Vic and Tyreek could be just as important. It's very true. Yeah, they're not. It's not getting talked about as much, and that was my concern in the summer uh, with signing Tyreek was how well that pairing would work. Yeah, if it doesn't work, like you're just you're wasting twelve million, twelve point four million on this guy. I mean, it's not wasting, I guess, but you know, it, it changes the scope back. Like, like Vic and Lance worked, but not great. Like, if it, you know, it's certainly possible that Vic and Tyreek doesn't work. But um, I, another thing I think that'll help his passing numbers, even if it's with Tyreek, is like as bad as possible somehow. Um, is the the uh, the new the thoughts of the Sabonis Turner pairing uh, playing more, which seems like it's not uh, an if it's going to happen. Um, Barely, I think. Yeah, I think that you know one of them is going to set a screen every possession, right? Like that that's going to be a part of what they do, um, and that's going to create more openings, whether for him or for someone else, both passing and shooting. So I. I think that that will will help him with both numbers if we're being honest. Yeah, and they're already one of the like one of the or the top like pick and roll team anyway, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's not going to change. Believe well, sure. an awful like start of the possession. Now you have two big setting up whatever screen for Bojan or you know mm-hmm. freeing up Darren Collison. Like that, that'll help as well. Yep. Um, and uh, you know another thing. Gosh, I just keep saying another thing. Um, but there's just, it's like, I feel like I'm nitpicking, right? Because like, there's, you know, he's going to be like minorly different from last year. Like, I don't think anyone expected it to be like crazy different. Um, but turnovers for Vic last year's turnover percentage actually went up. That's literally the only thing that I can say he like noticeably was, was not perfect in. But I also think that the, this is my anecdotal theory on that is that 
um, you know, it was his first year as a number one option, right? Like you're, you're playing the game entirely differently. He's learning how defenses read him now. Like he'll, he'll have that in his back pocket. I think he's going to get a lot better in that area, not just on double teams, but like when to not force it, when to force it, stuff like that. And I think that is going to be another area where he could get more shots just by having the more possessions. Yeah. If he, yeah, if he turns it over less, that's more opportunities for more shots. I definitely agree on your thought there that it's likely because he's was not used to the defensive attention. And yeah, we, that, well, that's when the that's when they like kind of slowed down as a team too, right? Like when when teams started to defend him differently. When was the first time that the Cavs did that double team thing? Was that December, like January? Did they do that in the regular season? Yeah, and it still it and it still took four games in the playoffs for them to figure it out. <laughs> did they ever really figure it out? I mean. Uh, that's another good point <laughs> we'll talk about that <laughs> definitely in a minute but um yeah he, that that's like when i feel like their season turned like they slowed it down more you know it was like when teams really focused on him they they had to run like methodical plays and like set other stuff up yeah. i mean it, it still worked but it was just different but um, that's another that's just a nate mcmillan thing like oh it so is it's so like, it seems like this year they're not even pretending they're gonna be fast <laughs> but every year like the last two years for with the Pacers, he's they've started fast and they've turned into one of the slowest teams in the league. And he did the same thing. I think I saw uh, sometime last year or something that it happened the same thing with the Sonics. I like the slow. I, I mean, if you're waiting in the shot clock to get the best shot, that's good. But sometimes it's like to a, an excruciating degree. Yeah. Um, I mean, it worked last year. It worked. Sure does. Playing, but it's just yeah. interesting. Yeah, they start every player like some meaningless cuts and screens. But anyway, that, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, let's just get to the double teams. <laughs> um, that was really where, like, you know, we we wrote, like, the love-hate series and stuff at 8.9 seconds. And, like, Ben wrote the, the, the one for Vic. And he literally had to message me, like, while he's running it, like, what do I put in this hate section? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I what do we have besides the double teams? Because that was literally his his pitfall for the season, like his his mag, magnum copus. I said that wrong. Magnus copus. What is it? Um, mag magnum opus. <laughs> magnum opus. There it is. Emma. Yes, it's magnum. That's not even a, the correct grammar here. This is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he he was terrible at the double teams. Uh, he got better at him as the series went along. Like obviously, they even talked about the adjustments from game to game. But like game one he was really good and then game two they really threw him at him like really yeah. aggressively and you know he just was not ready for it i mean even when his teammates would come up and kind of be in the right position he did not know what to do with it and it, like if he could handle that that would that would change everything yep i agree the double team and i think tyreek that should help with that too especially because he can make a play more than just if he's open shoot it kind of thing huh. they just didn't have anybody else that could make the next pass after the double team either yeah, and I don't think Tyreek deters double teams. You know, like if you have a guy you can put on Tyreek and still two guys to double team, I'm not sure he helps that much with necessarily like that individual part of the play, but he helps when they actually do get through the double team. Then he'll be important. Yeah, once it once they can break down the defense, if it's yeah, a four right. on three situation, that kind right. of and, and once you beat a double team, you're pretty much already broken them down. Like you just have to find who who's the guy who whose man you know shift away but yeah that that that's where he'll be key it's not like you know and another another part of this too that isn't even on Vic like sometimes Vic would would be doubling throwing in the post and like Sabonis or Turner just didn't have the hands because they're yep. young and not used to it to like catch the ball like they would catch and turn and get it stripped like they couldn't catch it because it was floated up 
you know, I mean, if they had a guy like for that and they didn't get anyone, like they're not going to put in Kylo Quinn just for his hands out of a double team. But you know, if they had a guy for that, I think that would help too. Um, but they but they didn't address that perfectly. I still think the double teams might be more of an issue than people are saying. I don't think Tyreek is like, I think that's like putting a Band-Aid on a bullet hole, to quote a Taylor Swift line. <laughs> No, not many Taylor Swift quotes in the <laughs> sports podcast world. We're doing great here. I know. I need to get in more of them, don't I? Yeah, you should. Like that should be your thing. You should just always. Quote. <laughs> I yeah. have to drop one line in, but I don't tell anyone when it is. <laughs> yeah, so just expect for this. The Swifties will just find your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if I randomly blow up one day, I'll know exactly why. I actually read this article. I think, or it might have been a, like a. No, it was a Dimitri Martin joke. That's where I heard this. He said, like, in one of his college classes, they had, like, a word of the day that was a really random word that they had to say in an answer in class. I think it'd be fun if, to like, every day we, me and Adam record, we, like, text each other a word, and they have to fit it in the show. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen that Dimitri Martin bit. <laughs> it was funny. I think, I, I'd have to look it up. I'll send it to you after this. But, yeah, it's really funny. Anyway, um, we were talking about this before the show, so we can jump into this now. Less basketball-y, but... Vic tweeted about his, um, or someone tweeted at him, said something like, who would you be your Monstars? Like, do you want to be a Monstar? And he said, absolutely, he wants to be one. And then at Media Day, he talked about it too, uh, <laughs> how he would love to be a Monstar. And he, he didn't know who his Monstars would be. But uh, why would Vic be a Monstar, man? Shouldn't he be on the good team? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the seeing Vic in Space Jam 2 or whatever they're going to call it, would be incredible. He wants a campaign to start. Like I'm, I've been trying to rack my brain for like a hashtag or something. There's just not a good one. <laughs> like Vic star. I don't, I don't know. I need to watch space jam and listen to every line that you could possibly fit like Vic or Oladipo in as a, as a pun. Well, we got the, the classic lines. Uh, Larry bird. Isn't, isn't white. Larry's clear. <laughs> Not sure how he could use Victor with that one. <laughs> Just a picture of Vic and Larry together with that quote on the back. There Basically everything that Bill Murray says. That, those are all the <laughs> lines. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't do defense. Is this your favorite movie? Uh, I definitely watched that the most as a kid. And I would... It's not actually my favorite movie, but it's one that I would say is to just... <laughs> just say it. A brush, over, a brush over answer for somebody you don't really know. Like an icebreaker. Yeah, if I just don't want to... <laughs> nitpick between my actual between actual good movies when people at my corporate job ask me my favorite movie i always say hoosiers so i totally understand that it's not my favorite movie it's a good <laughs> it's a good movie but it's not my favorite movie if vic's a monster they should just cast the soul pacers team as the monsters and just get it over with i mean if they're gonna pick a team it's clearly the warriors <laughs> that's true but, that's very but who's gonna, the pacers are gonna take their powers this year right that that would be incredible. That would be very weird. <laughs> There's no way they're gonna sweep them again. There's just no way. I just have this feeling like like Draymond's gonna like remember that, you know? Yeah. The <laughs> uh, um. So who would you have? Vic said he didn't care who his teammates would be if he was a monster. But who would? Who are some guys that you would have? Oh man. Um. Okay. Well, I'll pick one warrior. Draymond is one of my monsters. Um, Matthew Delavadova is one of my all-star monsters. Well, that's awful. Um, this theme, I, you, you should catch the theme pretty quick here. My next monster is Zaza Pachulia. So you're just all people that has my theme made itself clear yet. I think you can guess my next one. 
I don't think I'm going to be able to. Grayson Allen. Okay. Yep. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Has the, has the theme uh, created itself? Yeah. It's very, very tough to tell what you're. What you're <laughs> so Boogie could be a good fifth one here. Um, he's not like dirty. He's just a whiny guy. Um, well, he's definitely hated if that's the theme. If that is the theme, I was kind of going for like dirty players. Yeah. Um, I would. Uh, my one guy that I would definitely do is like the Sean Bradley, so the Blue Monster. <laughs> definitely Boban. Oh my gosh, that would be awesome. It's Boban. He would have to be in it. That would be perfect. Has to. Yeah, who's like the most caricature NBA player? Yeah, that's what you have to think of. Like, <laughs> there's uh, there's not like a great... <laughs> I guess, is Isaiah Thomas, is he the... Kill <laughs> the Muggsy Bugs? This is fun. This is fun. I wish I thought about this more than just dirty players now. Like, Ron Baker's really caricature He could be a good one. Yeah. I think that's the bigger... <laughs> bigger names. That. I have to have at least some, like, name recognition. Steven Adams is pretty caricature Oh, he could totally be one. And that, <laughs> and that Space Jam roster originally wasn't, like, position-wise. So, like, right. four bigs and a point guard. So, <laughs> that lineup the Kings put out there. Nick Young. Preseason game. Nick Young could be a good one, yep. Oh, man, this is fun. Yeah, pretty much the Lakers right now could be. Yeah, well, that's what I, I always, I've been saying, uh, that, like, LeBron's roster right now is him and the Looney Tunes. <laughs> that's, it, it is Space Jam, too. Yeah, Lance, of course, is a good one. Yeah, Lance, JaVale. Hey, you know what's going to help? Uh, Victor Oladipo, who we were talking about earlier, is impact <laughs> stats and not playing with Lance Stevenson. Hey, you're not wrong. Yeah, that <laughs> might get him more shot attempts, too. <laughs> he's gonna get no Tyreek's gonna get all lines of shots. That's it, right? That's true, but and he'll probably get more. I want to look up uh, Vic's on-off splits with with Lance really fast. I've never done this. I wish I had done this before. I'm interested to hear these. I'm annoyed that I waited till after the preseason started because now NBA.com defaults to preseason and this season, so now I have to click more stuff. No one wants on-off st- stats for. All right, Oladipo's uh, net. Oh wait, yes, net rating with with Lance on went down by one point one. Brutal. It was brutal. Gosh, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna probably be hard for to find anyone with a positive. With Uh, I don't. There is it. There can't be anybody, right? He was a minus two point nine. I don't know who he would have possibly had a positive impact on. Yeah. I remember when I saw that Sabonis and Turner without Lance was positive. I was like, wow, anything is possible. (laughs) (laughs) So you're very optimistic about the season with that pairing. I mean, again, I'll do that thing I did earlier where I say something that sounds like it doesn't follow, but it does. Um, I think with the Bucks this year is like, even if the Bucks have no internal improvement at all, like they are literally the same Bucks as last year. Just not having Jason Kidd is like plus five wins. (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> same with the Pacers, honestly. Like, if nothing changes, like the, the, the it's the same players as last year, but there's no Lance. I feel, I feel like they win more games. I mean, I, Lance. You can I say love. like Lance single handedly won them Toronto and Detroit, but he also single handedly lost them Dallas and probably more that I can't think of off the top of my head. So yeah, I think yeah, I think he won more games than he lost last year. He did. You're right. You're right. Well, and, and we're I mean, on opposite. We're on opposite sides of the Lance spectrum. But I think always, we always have been. We can both we can see the opposite sides. I usually uh, the longer Lance is away from the Pacers, then I kind of my Lance-ness mellows out, and I, 
I see his flaws more. Oh, geez. Um, no, but the, it, it, the, another thing is, like, Nate did a great job of somehow figuring out what games he should stay in at the end of. Because every time he was in at the end, he was, like, perfect. But um, Yeah, I know. That was the fourth quarter magic. Every game at Banker's Life, he had to play all of the fourth quarter. Yeah, when he played the whole fourth quarter and our only win against Detroit, I was like, wow, that was that was the worst game I've ever seen. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Vic's net rating should go up from that. Um, in general, like the stats with the with when they shared the court were just way different. The team was way worse rebounding, which is interesting. Um, I think that's because Lance just jacks bad shots. Um, and their turnover ratio is worse, things like that. Like it, they'll just be a more composed team, which which another thing that will help Vic. So um, we've strayed far from his season, but but I, we I, have, I feel like we didn't talk about Vic that much. Okay, well, we, we'll talk about Vic for five more minutes. Uh, what are you most looking forward to from him this year? I think just seeing if, like, just that so many players apparently said that he's taken another step. I just want to see what that is. Yeah, me too. Because just like you were saying, I just it's hard for to, to imagine him being better because he was so good last year. Yeah, well – and I think that, that that's the, the distinction for me. It's hard for me to picture him being better in the role he was in last year. Like if he, right. if he changes his play style completely and the team is different, like, okay, yeah, maybe like if he takes the rust role, he'll be better or whatever. But like within what the team is going to try to do, which is the two big man thing, you know, that I, God, me and you could talk about that for forever too. Anyway. Um, yeah. I don't, don't, I don't see where it's going to be unless he like becomes so good at some skill that he just did not have last year. And yeah, you know, it's, it can be fascinating to see what that is. And everybody, like literally everybody who talks about him is like, yeah, he could totally be better. So maybe I'm completely wrong, but I just, I don't know where it's going to be. Yeah. I'm just excited to see whatever this improvement is. Yes. Me, me too. And maybe it's just like health, you know, that's true. Yeah. I, I, like there's definitely a lot of similarities with him and uh, Dwayne Wade. Yep. And I think one of the biggest ones is all those falls that he takes. Yeah. And then Wade fizzled out by like 33, which is scary. Yeah. Which is what I'm worried about for the end of his career. We got eight more years. We got eight more years, which is awesome. And they are really similar at this point too. Yeah. If we get eight more years of this Vic, that's incredible. Oh yeah. They'd get to, I'd, I'd predict at least one finals. They just need they just need their shack to come here, right? And then they get to the finals. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do this every time for no reason other than fun because we always look stupid and we never get it right. But I want you to predict. Oh, actually, this will be even more fun. So with most guys, we we try to predict their points, rebounds, assist totals for the coming season. But with Vic, obviously, we should throw in steals too. Um, and a fifth thing. So I want you to predict the following things. Vic's points per game, rebounds per game, steals per game, assists per game, and the number his steal streak hits when it ends. Okay, what's his steal streak at right now? 60-something, right? I don't know. Down the playoffs? I don't know. I should have I should have had the number in front of me before I talked. I'm not good at keeping track of the, like, remembering. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's as crazy as everybody else, to be honest, but. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. Oh, it's super cool. The way, yeah, he, it's awesome. I'll keep up with it, but like the way he plays, I just feel like he's just like, yeah, he's gonna get a steal this game. <laughs> I wanna, yeah, I wanna say it. Sixty-three. I wanna say it doesn't end this year. How about that? Oh, I like that. It's gonna keep going. One forty. <laughs> what is the longest one ever? I wonder. I found a Reddit post about it. There's always, I, always a good. There's Reddit about everything, right? Uh, 
Let me look up his averages from last year. 23.1 points, 5.2 rebounds, 4.3 assists. Okay. I'm going to say I'm going to say 26 points. Nice. Well, okay. Uh let's See. I'm just going to go 5 rebounds. Yeah, I'm going to say and it's hard to see his assist and points going up. I want to say <laughs> 26, 5, and 5. We'll okay. Uh, I Yeah, I agree with about the points assist thing. I'm going to bump up his assists, but I'm also going to bump down his rebounds. Um, I think playing with two bigs just will naturally change the way this team rebounds. Um, by the way, I'm interested to see what this focus on rebounds does because they really got back in transition a lot and really cl- crashed the defensive glass. So that you know, maybe that'll be why that where their pace changes uh, is if they crash the glass the other ends of the court. Anyway, um, but I will go with twenty three points on the nose, down point one because Tyreek's going to be shooting more and effectively. And I don't know, I just don't feel like his his offensive role is going to change a ton out on the scoring end. But I think he gets up to about five and a half or six assists game because of the new guys and new scheme. Uh, 4.5 rebounds and steals. I'll just go with two because getting 2.4 per game for another year is going to be insane. <laughs> yeah. I was watching the part of the media day thing and Mark Boyle said, I didn't see this when it happened, but apparently Joe Young said he was going to, one of his goals was to average five steals a game once. <laughs> which is Joe, Did Joe Young get five steals total? I don't know. That's the thing, especially that season. I don't know which season it was, yeah. but yeah, that was oh. Joe Young, if he never plays another game. Oh, he had 33 steals. Wow. But if it was a before a sophomore year, he only got four steals the whole season. So that would been funny. <laughs> yeah, it might have been. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with the two steals. It's hard to predict more than that. I can't believe it. 2.4. If I'm, if I'm going to say his streak continues for <laughs> the whole season, I think I have to. That's true. Um, and this is probably the only player we can do this with two. Um do you think he makes All NBA again? Ooh, yeah. I mean, if I say twenty six five and five, I think he has to. <laughs> yeah, you know it's gonna be close. Um, you know, Chris Paul's injury kind of helped him last year because um, I think they're pretty close as like the sixth and seventh best guard in the league. But um, you know, Kyrie could easily get hurt again. Chris Paul could obviously not be as good. He's thirty five, so I think he definitely has a really good chance. I don't know if he does or not. I think he definitely makes All Defense again, but I'm not sure about All NBA. It's a very, very tough group to crack. He can't get super. He cannot get the super max with the Pacers anyway, so it doesn't matter. It's just for fun. <laughs> but right, all right. Uh, oh, go ahead. I'm just realizing that I'm already regretting my decision because if they're playing slower, then that's even less possessions for him to <laughs> score. So I'm just that's already true. doubting my own prediction. You know what? It was a good prediction. That, see, that's why I, that section is just pointless fun banter. Um, <laughs> So you probably have some shirts to promote before we get out of here. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, at iPacers blog on Twitter. Uh, there's a link, link in bio uh, for the <laughs> for the t-shirt shop. I got a Miles Turner yoga shirt. It's cool. That's my most recent edition. It's a good one. I know we need a we need like something to happen this year for for this season shirt. I got some other ideas in the works, but there we go. Take some time. There we go. All right, um, and he just dropped his Twitter ad. So go follow him. He tweeted to tell people to follow me today, so I'll have to do that for you tomorrow. <laughs> I will appreciate it. But the I podcast, got, I just like boosted you up. You're getting close to me now, so <laughs> give it back. 
<laughs> as soon as I pass you, I'll boost you up. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for tuning in tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. My gosh, can you believe it? Tomorrow we'll have a preview for a Pacers basketball game. Um, can you believe that? Uh, and Friday will be Adam talking about Thad. Uh, and we'll recap the two preseason games they play this week slash weekend on Monday. So be on the lookout for that stuff. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you on Thursday.